Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode of CEO On The Go. I hope you enjoyed the last short episode on collaboration. It's such an important topic now as people are exploring new ways to move forward together. More reason to get to know other leaders and other industries. Speaking of which, of course, as you may have heard, we've kickstarted My Friday Focus last week. Had people from all over the country. You can still jump in if you're interested. I'm doing these sessions every Friday in March, so you can come to as many as you'd like. This is simply a pilot experience that I've designed for leaders at all levels. It doesn't matter what industry. Those who want to end their week on a high note, connect with other leaders from outside their industry and get focused on the week ahead. It's just 45 minutes. And I'm practicing some of the techniques that I've been learning on how to create engaging virtual experiences. So um, there's still time to jump in. Feel free to join us if you're interested. You can check it out at myfridayfocus.com, myfridayfocus.com. But today we're talking about, or at least I'm talking about imposter syndrome. The other day I was talking to my son about his work. Um, He just graduated from college last year during the pandemic, and he's now getting ready to move to New York City which is a big move for him, especially because he was born and raised in the South. So this will be a completely new experience, a different culture for him. He's in a sales role for one of the fastest growing SaaS companies out of Silicon Valley. And the sales reps that he is encountering are super smart, very energetic, and they're typically more experienced than he is. He's one of the youngest hires in the organization. And so we were just chatting and he asked me an interesting question. He said, mom, does imposter syndrome go away when you get older? And I thought, well, yes and no. I think a lot depends on the person, how they're wired, um, the different experiences that they have. I think some people are just more prone to having imposter syndrome where they feel like they are a fraud of some kind or that people may not see them in the way that they uh, should. So I think that those people tend to have high expectations of themselves or they think that others have high expectations of them. So if you stick to something that you know and do well and you don't put yourself in situations that make you feel too uncomfortable or stretch, I think that it's more likely that you'll maybe be able to avoid it. But a lot of people do encounter it. I see it often with a lot of the clients that I'm working with. So I thought I would just share some of my thoughts on that topic today. A, to help you personally if you've ever experienced imposter syndrome and or B, to give you ideas for helping other people on your team who seem to experience it. A lot of times they may not say it. Uh, They may not say, hey, I think I have imposter syndrome, but you can just tell that they have feelings or that they are sensing that they're not quite as comfortable as they need to be. And over the years, I've worked with many very accomplished senior executives who have admitted that they have felt 
imposter syndrome. These are very smart, bright people, lawyers, doctors, CEOs, both men and women. Sometimes there's certain triggers like speaking in public or you know, leading a board meeting. I've seen some of the most successful executives I know admit that they're uncomfortable speaking. There could be some aspects of your job that make you more prone to feel that way. Uh, where you can be very confident and authentic at times in one aspect of your work, and then you feel like you have to shift into another mode depending on your situation or who you're dealing with. I know that I've struggled with it myself uh, at times. For example, when I started working in the corporate world, you know, out of college, I started in asset management and pension services and was working in the field of retirement planning. I worked on the institutional side, working with multi-million dollar accounts when I was in my 20s. And I always felt a little weird talking with people twice my age about retirement planning and asset management and what to include in their employer retirement plan portfolios. And, and then... When I left the corporate world to start my own business years ago, I think I felt imposter syndrome again. I was used to my identity in the corporate world as an executive in the you know insurance and financial services industry. How could I be credible without a $400 billion organization to back me when I was starting from scratch? And I, I share this story a lot when I speak, but it's, you know, I remember holding on to my business card from the corporate employer. I held on to that for at least five years. I'm not sure why. I, maybe I thought somebody would come up to me and say, are you sure that you had that experience? Um, like I would have to show evidence at some point that I actually had that experience. Imposter syndrome came up again, you know, fairly recently when I first started the podcast, people started referring to me as a podcaster, but I thought to myself, I'm not really a podcaster. I'm just learning how to how to produce podcasts. I'm still practicing. So I think it happens most often when people have high expectations for themselves or that they perceive that others may have high expectations of them. So I wanted to just run through a few trigger experiences that I think could trigger imposter syndrome. For example, when you're stepping up into something new, it could be a new job or learning something new or, or just feeling like you're not smart enough. Um, another trigger experience is, is when you're comparing yourself to other people. You know, so easy to think they're so much better or they're more accomplished or they're more successful. Another experience is, is when you take on a role that just feels off. Like you think that you're having to show up a certain way. It Maybe it's in a sales role where you're really not cut out for that. And, and it just feels like you're having to be someone who you're not. Or it could be a customer service role where you have to be nice and, and sensitive and compassionate all the time. Um, and maybe you're not the best fit for that. So sometimes, you know, if you're in a mismatch of a role, you can feel like you're a bit of an imposter. There could be a cultural fit that feels off. For example, if, if you're friendly and gregarious and enjoy being around people, but you're in an, in an environment or in, in a culture that feels stifling or formal, then that can stifle you in some ways. Or a culture that's you know grinding 24-7, where you might need to be in an environment where there's a slower pace or where there are more breaks and there's not an expectation that you have to be on 24-7. Those are just a few examples Sometimes people have achieved a level of leadership and then they they suddenly think that others have a perception of them 
and they have to perform in a different way. So there's that, you know, real or imagined pressure that they feel. Some CEOs and business owners admit that they haven't had formal training, you know, that they've kind of learned through experience and they feel like they're missing something when they're at that level. But the good news is that during the pandemic, people have revealed so much more of their humanness, so much of their human side. And I think that if you have imposter syndrome, that that can actually be a positive sign. You know, I'm always the optimist. And I think it means that you have an awareness. And that's a really great leadership trait. You know, having a clear sense of self-awareness is one quality that makes for a great leader. So I think it can actually be a good thing to recognize this in yourself. So if this describes you in any way, I challenge you to do a a couple of things. One, to acknowledge it as an indicator. It's simply an indicator. You know, that's a good go-to thought for almost any negative emotion. You know, for example, fear or anger or jealousy or rage or insecurity. You go, ah, that's an indicator. Think of it as a light that blinks on your dashboard in your car something that needs to be addressed is just a signal. So you say, okay, it's simply an indicator. What does this mean? That's the second part. Ask yourself, what does this mean? What am I making this mean? Because only you are interpreting what's happening to you. It's easy to think that others are sharing that view, but you really don't know what other people are thinking. So you have to pay attention to how you're thinking of whatever situation that you're in and what you're making that mean. So I have a few ideas for you to help you through that kind of thought process. You might want to write down what you're really concerned about or what you think you're really afraid of just to see it on paper. Do you think that you'll be criticized, rejected? Do you really think your job is at stake, that you'll be held back, or maybe that you'll lose business? Like really write down what is the real fear here and ask yourself how realistic it is You can write down the reasons that you've gotten to where you are that speak to the success that you've had. You know, that's a really powerful exercise, too, to help kind of counteract some of the negative or fear-based thinking that you might have. Um, As an alternative to writing things down, if you're not a writer or you don't like to journal, is to just talk to a friend. Processing out loud helps the most for me oftentimes. If there's something specific that you're concerned about, just talk it out with someone. Think about something that you might perceive as a weakness that could actually be something different. I know in my own experience for a long time um, in my business, I was concerned that I would not pick an industry niche in my business. The early advice I had gotten when I first started my business was that I needed to pick a lane, (laughs) that I should probably focus on financial services since that's the industry that I came from and knew a lot about. So that would be a natural market for me to pursue. But I knew that I really liked learning about different markets, different organizations of all sizes. And so I thought that people would expect me to know a lot about their specific industries. And I would try to learn enough, you know, to to sound somewhat intelligent about their industries until I realized that that really doesn't matter as much. I'm much more process oriented. Now, I think what I originally was concerned about as a weakness is actually a strength because I am curious about a lot of different industries. I'm a learner, but now I see because I work across industries, I'm able to cross-pollinate ideas and bring best practices from different industries. It actually makes me better at what I do because I choose to see it that way. So I want to just emphasize that's a conscious thought and something that helps give me some strength in terms of how I'm, I'm approaching my market. 
Um, and as a side note, what I realized even later about why I wouldn't niche was that what was most important to me was working with the right type of leader that's a good fit. The industry was almost irrelevant to me. So a few other ideas for you to kind of break through or uh, get rid of that imposter syndrome is to do something that you're afraid to do. It's like a muscle that you can exercise. Um, If you're feeling a little nervous about it, go ahead and do it anyway. You know, know that it's there, but know that it doesn't have to stop you. So shifting gears a little bit. I also wanted to talk about what you can do as a leader to help others who seem to have imposter syndrome. Even if it's not you, you're probably working with some people on your team or with others in your organization that are showing some kind of evidence of self-doubt or hesitation uh, might be hiding in some way. So a few tips, remind them about why they are in their role. You know, I think it would be really helpful, of course, in my son's situation, someone remind him he's in that role for a reason. Remind your employees about why they are in their role, that people had confidence in them to be able to uh, fulfill the expectations of that role. Another tip is to be a little more vulnerable yourself. Share a little bit more about your own experience, what you felt, um, perhaps when you were in a similar situation. Um, Another tip, let them know that it's normal and will pass. It's really no big deal unless you make it a big deal. I'll talk about that in a minute. Ask them, what do you think would help you feel more confident? Or what do you think would help you feel better as you're approaching this client or this project or whatever it is that you might feel a little uneasy about? Um, Ask them to check the vision or, or the picture that they have in mind about what they think they should be doing. You know, what are the expectations that they have and why just to have some, get some conversation going about that. I'll also include a link in the show notes to one of my previous episodes that might be of interest called A Dose of Hope. If you're a leader who's looking for ways to be supportive of people who are going through difficult times or who are uh, in stressful situations, that might be another great resource for you as well. So you look for that in the show notes, A Dose of Hope. So final thoughts for today. You'll ultimately overcome imposter syndrome by being true to yourself. And that takes courage, practice. It takes the support of leaders who get that, who understand that, and who can help others work through it. Like anything else that you think becomes an obstacle for you, you can choose to focus on it and make it bigger, right? Because what you focus on grows, or you can choose to shift your thinking. So realize that imposter syndrome is not an excuse to hold you back. Um, Too often I'm asked, especially in women's leadership groups, how to deal with imposter syndrome. My response is, you know, when I hear someone say that, you know, I can't progress because I've got imposter syndrome. It's like this thing that you carry around or that carries you, like it has control over you. I, I suggest that you choose to see it differently. You don't have to be the Wizard of Oz projecting this large image of yourself as you hide behind the curtain. You just have to be willing to lead without a curtain, without that protection to trust yourself. I'm being transparent in my podcast episodes because it makes me feel good to be that way. I'm talking about topics that I like to talk about in the way that I like to talk about them. That way, I'm not trying to show up as someone that I'm not. And my belief is that that will help me create better value. I hope that you're experiencing that value by listening. And I encourage you to let me know if or how you're dealing with imposter syndrome as it applies to you or those that you're leading. So those are my thoughts for today. Be sure to share this episode with someone else you think who might benefit. 
I, I wish I had someone who could have helped me understand these issues more clearly when I was experiencing them. Hopefully it helps to know that you're not alone and that it's a lot more common than you might realize. So with that, remember to sign up for myfridayfocus.com if you haven't already, if you're listening to this during the month of March, it's free and open to any leader who wants to connect with other leaders. Um, Until next time, I hope you have a great rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time. Mm